With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here on a Sunday afternoon and... uh, Oh, actually, I'm just getting word. Uh, this podcast is now under replay review. So um, before we continue, we're going to have to let Bo Borowski take a look. Um, yep, they're still still looking at the, the review. Uh, okay, they're coming coming to me now. Okay, we're good, we're good to continue. What a bleep show the last uh, couple minutes of that game was, but... It ends the way we wanted it to end. A 77-73 Hawkeye victory over Wisconsin completes the season sweep of the Badgers. And the story of the game is not the replay review, is not Iowa's win, is not the three seed in the Big Ten tournament. It's Joe Wieskamp's ankle. And he went down in the halfway through the first half, uh, had a hell of a game going up until that point, was 5-for-5 five five from the field, 2-for-2 two two from three, had 12 points. Uh, ends the game as I was, you know, fourth leading scorer and didn't play the last 30 minutes. I saw reports that on the radio broadcast uh, on Learfield at halftime, Kirk Spiraw, I believe it was, uh, Iowa assistant coach, was pretty optimistic when talking with Dolphin Bobby about uh, about the outlook of Joe Wieskamp, but apparently he was in a walking boot. And obviously that's a huge, huge thing. He's Iowa's second best player, and, and Iowa will seemingly go as far in March as, as Joe Wieskamp Luca Garza and Jordan Bohannon can carry them, and so without one of those big three pieces, um, it's just I think everybody's kind of waiting with bated breath to find out what's going on with his ankle, how bad it's going to look is, and the nice thing is this is the last regular season game, and so um, you know if if you need to sit Wieskamp for essentially two weeks at this point, you're probably able to do that. Remember the NCAA tournament got pushed back a day. So the first round games are Friday and Saturday of not this coming week, but the following week. And Joe Wieskamp can miss the Big Ten tournament if he needs to. If that's what it takes to get him back to, you know, 80, 90, 100% for the NCAA tournament, obviously that's the more important tournament. And so if that means you, you know, are shorthanded against Wisconsin a week from now or, or less than a week from now in Indianapolis and uh, and whoever you play after that, depending on how it goes in the Big Ten tournament, then so be it. Everything at this point is geared towards the NCAA tournament. One of the reasons this was a big win, not just to get the three seed, I think even more importantly to secure what I think is now a two seed in the NCAA tournament. And so everything is is geared towards that at this point. Um, It's kind of crazy that after 27 games, after this long season, after the careers of Jordan Bohannon and Luca Garza, 
and maybe Joe Wieskamp after, you know, everything Fran McCaffrey has done in his 11 seasons at Iowa, it all will come down to what they do in the NCAA tournament. They win two games, and it feels pretty good. They win three games, four games, they are, you know, they their legacy uh, is added to. And so um, that's just kind of the nature of, of what college basketball is. You know, love it or hate it. Uh, it, it all comes down to what happens in the NCAA tournament. And I was peaking at the right time. They've now won seven of their last eight, uh, won most of those games going away. Obviously, that wasn't the case today. But I think the the important thing today was gutting out a win against a pretty good team that came to play, that battled without your guy, you know, with, with one of your guys going down, one of your key guys going down early in the game. If Joe Wieskamp plays this game, Iowa wins by 20. I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that, especially the way he was playing. Uh, just got a text here. Iowa announces Luca Garza's jersey will be retired after today's 77-73 win. A tearful Garza was overwhelmed. So the 55 is going into the rafters, and rightfully so. Uh, Luca Garza had a hell of a game today. 21 points, 16 rebounds, um, and and came a couple of times when, when he really needed to. Uh, hit a big three, was okay at the line, and didn't have a lot of big touches late in the game. Kind of left that to Jordan Bohan and, and Keegan Murray. Uh, but Luca Garza is what got Iowa there, and uh, and is obviously what has gotten Iowa to a you know top five ranking, hopefully a top two seed in the NCAA tournament, and certainly we know now a third place finish in the Big Ten, which is is remarkable. It's it's fun. It's good. It's great. Uh, and I'm happy for Luca Garza. Proud of him. That's that's a really cool honor uh, and one that he has no doubt deserved and earned. So he had 21 and 16. Jordan Bohannon played great in the second half. He came through clutch when he needed to. None bigger than the the three he hit, uh, the three free throws he, <laughs> you know, did, did he get fouled on that three that that fouled out Trice? I am. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to complain. That's a smart veteran senior move in a big moment. And he's so clutch from the free throw line. You just knew he was going to hit all five of those free throws that he had ended up hitting late down the stretch. Um, and he came through when he needed to eight assists uh, for, for Bohannon, six rebounds and just huge games, a, a huge game from him uh, and his final game at Carver Hawkeye arena uh, with a win over, I'm guessing the team he enjoys beating the most. Uh, maybe Iowa State. I think he really likes beating Iowa State, but uh, also really likes to beat Wisconsin and was able to do that. I mentioned Keegan Murray. His 13 points were huge, and that, that rebound, that offensive rebound he had on Connor McCaffrey's missed free throw late where he put it, or uh, where he called the timeout, um, I think that's, yeah, because then, and then he had that other rebound where he put it back up as he's falling in and got the three-point play. Just more and more and more veteran moves, smooth, kind of consistent, um, confident play from this freshman who had kind of came out of nowhere for us and has been just such a huge part of this team. Um, his three blocks, six rebounds. Um, he just had, a, again, a really good game from Keegan Murray and, and had to have it. Joe Toussaint had six points. Patrick McCaffrey had two points. Uh, Connor had one. And CJ Frederick just six points. Not not a great offensive game for CJ. Maybe he would be thought maybe he'd be the guy to step up when when Wieskamp went down, and it just wasn't his day for that. Um, but you know played fine, played well, 
And again, really essentially once Wieskamp went down and then once, because Iowa still had a nine-point lead at half, um, I was able to kind of hold on to that lead and, and keep it going. But Wisconsin came out hot in the second half. And, you know, they scored 26 points in the first half the Badgers did. They scored 47 in the second. Um, so almost doubled up their, their point totals. Really came to play in the second half. And uh, it took a – really, again, once Wieskamp went down, the whole thing was there's no style points here. Um, you know, anybody who bet Iowa minus eight was upset about that, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the whole thing at that point was get out of here with a win, get that three seed, uh, don't have a, a bad loss here, which it wouldn't have been a bad loss. Wisconsin is ranked and uh, is a good team, but you, you understand what I'm saying. This was a game that Iowa really kind of needed to win going down the stretch here and was able to find a way to do it. And that's, uh, that's fantastic. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Looking quickly at the uh, the team stats here on this uh, the seventy seven to seventy three win, Iowa shot fifty percent from the field, twenty eight of fifty five, just over fifty percent. Uh, didn't shoot well from three, seven of twenty three, and part of that is you know your best three point shooter goes out early in the first half. Uh, but seven of twenty three, thirty percent shooting. Uh, Wisconsin a little bit better, nine of twenty four. The free throw line, Wisconsin didn't miss, but didn't get there very often. Eight of eight were, were the Badgers, fourteen of twenty were the Hawkeyes, and, and again, 70% is okay, but it, you, you feel like missing the front ends of those one-and-ones. Th- those are the types of things that bite you in March, that bite you in, in the NCAA tournament. So, I, you know, it's probably too late in the season to get much of that cleaned up. It's kind of bizarre the way uh, some of these good shooters have missed free throws this season, but uh, we'll, we'll worry about that when it, when it rears its ugly head uh, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully not. Um, out rebounded Wisconsin by eight, 36 to 28. The Hawkeyes did 10 offensive rebounds for Iowa. That's, that's really good. 17 assists on 28 made baskets. That's right where you want to see that. And, uh, and 10 turnovers is, you know, a tick more than you, than you'd like to see than their season averages. But, um, you know, didn't end up biting them too. Blocks for the Hawkeyes. A few of those by Keegan Murray. Um, just a, a really good, good game all around. Uh, and again, just, just nice to get a win. Um, the refs were awful in this game, and I'm sure that uh, if you're a Wisconsin fan, you see things from a, a different perspective, and you see the Jordan Bohannon three free throws, and you see some other calls, and uh, maybe that double foul uh, on Davison late, the, the flagrant hook and hold they called. Maybe you didn't like the way that that went, but overall, the the refs were um, they just had they had an inconsistent, tough game. And went to the replay booth way too many times. You take so much flow out of the game when you have to look at everything. And I get that it's a difficult job. And I'm, I'm not trying to kill refs because I, I wouldn't want to do it. But, my God, they they had a rough one. I'm just really glad Iowa was able to, um, to kind of pull it out. Just kind of looking here at Twitter as people are, uh, you know, going nuts about the the retirement of, of Luca Garza's number. Again, well deserved, really, really cool. 
They're going to do it after the season. And as I've said in a previous podcast, and as I will continue to say here and on the radio and anywhere where somebody will hear, um, when on the day that, that they bring Luca Garza and Jordan Bohannon back to really celebrate these guys and the accomplishments they've had, the records they've set, the standard they've set for this basketball program, um, for guys moving forward, to have Luca Garza represent your team as the greatest to ever play and not be not be because he was born a great athlete or he was gifted something or the game changed to you know kind of suit his skill set uh, it's because he worked harder than anybody else and he obviously had some size and some natural ability but uh, the amount of work he put in to become what he has become is such a cool thing to have as your representation for what greatness means to your program. It's not a guy who came in one and done and you know took you to a title. It's not a guy who uh, could just stroke the ball from from outside all day. It's not a guy who, uh, again, is, is just, just bigger than everybody, just faster than everybody. Uh, it's a guy who put in the work, studied it, and got it. And uh, just a really, really cool thing for him and a cool day for these seniors to, um, you know, I'm sure it would have been nice to coast to a win. I'm sure that would have felt good those last few minutes to really kind of sit on the bench and uh, comprehend what's happening. But it's also kind of nice to be in, in the, in the trenches, in the battle to have to be clutch, to have Jordan Bohannon have to hit those free throws and have to make those shots and have to make those plays in order to get that win. And, uh, and that's what they did. And it's, it's again, Seven of eight now, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the big picture and what's up next here in just a second. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! That's my buddy Charlie, my little boy here, hanging out with me as I do the podcast. All right, buddy, we'll get outside and, uh, and ride our bikes in just a couple of minutes, okay? All right. me wrestle Yeah, we'll wrestle before, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go out. All right. Beautiful day here in, in Central Iowa. We're going to get outside and enjoy some of this. Um, and Charlie brings up the wrestling, and Iowa is on the verge of winning a Big Ten wrestling championship. Uh, have had a lot of guys do great in that. And then obviously the national championships are coming up this next weekend. I'm going to plan to get Cody Goodwin on the podcast one more time here to uh, talk about what happened this past weekend uh, and what's, uh, what's coming up in the nationals and, and kind of what the outlook is for Iowa to bring home another national championship. What's it look like for the Hawkeyes in basketball? Well, they're the three seed. 14-6 and six record in the Big Ten Ties Michigan in in the win column, so that's kind of cool. Twenty and seven on the season, got twenty seven games in. What weren't sure that that was going to happen, got twenty seven games in, went twenty and seven. That's really really cool. The three seed in the Big Ten tournament that secures that double buy. Iowa will not play until Friday. Who will they play Friday? Likely this Wisconsin team again, and. Uh, battle if that's the case uh wisconsin will have to play thursday and uh some of the bracket stuff is still being worked out and so i'm not going to try to pretend like i know exactly what's going on outside of the the top four seeds um but you know the you you get the three so you avoid michigan um and ohio state until the the championship game you you get illinois on saturday most likely if you get there if you beat wisconsin friday and if illinois wins on friday Iowa, Illinois in the semifinals on Saturday, and that's a that's a big game. I think the one seed is probably out of the question for the Hawkeyes now. I think that Illinois win over Ohio State is probably enough to put them in, um, and and deservingly so, right? They they played well without Ao for a few games. 
Uh, they've won four in a row now and, uh, you know, beat Michigan, beat Ohio State. So Illinois and has two more wins than Michigan. I mean, if you're Illinois, I saw some some people saying they should raise a banner. You got to be a little upset that, that you're not the Big Ten champions. Now, Michigan's a really good team, but you just pounded them. Uh, and you have two more wins than they do. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how Illinois takes this, uh, carries this chip on their shoulder into the Big Ten tournament and then into the NCAAs. I think Iowa secured a two seed. I'm not a bracketologist. That's kind of where they've been. But I think you could probably lose Friday to Wisconsin and still be a, a two seed. Um, no worse than a three seed. And again, I think the one seed is probably out of the question at this point. You know, if you blow out Illinois on on, on Saturday – and then beat Michigan in the in the championship on Sunday. That might get you there, but that Sunday championship game is so late. It's so close to when the selection committee actually puts out their bracket that I'm not sure that's going to be enough. I'm not sure that there's going to be enough weight on that game to push Iowa to a one seed. And that's fine. A two seed is great. A two seed is as good as Iowa has ever been. And a two seed avoids you know any of like the, the the historical. Um, uh, upsets that I mean that we saw in 06 right as a three seed and getting beat by Northwestern State you're a two seed you play a 15 and you probably play a seven maybe a 10 in that second round and you feel really good about this team playing teams of that caliber I was the type of team that can get beat by a Michigan and a Gonzaga and an Indiana right uh, a team that plays differently a, a team that uh, they don't match up well against and, and there are a few of those what can get beat by elite teams they, I I'm not worried about them being beaten by a seven seed from the Pac-12. It's just just not something I'm concerned about. And so, um, especially the way they're playing now. If I were limped into the this, if, if they had you know lost two of their last three or something like that, that'd be a different situation. Uh, but I was peaking right now, and and obviously a lot of this is has the caveat of assuming Joe Wieskamp is able to come back to some degree of of normalcy. Uh, by the NCAA tournament, we got here, guys. This is uh, it's you know it's one of those things, and, and we'll have to talk about this kind of as as we wrap up the season, as we head into the postseason, and you know maybe like the postmortem we do after the fact. But you know, what is the ceiling for this program, and did Iowa hit it? Because there, there's a part of me that's I'm, I'm the majority of me is super ecstatic with with the way this has gone, the way the season has gone. Uh, and and where we are headed into into the postseason, there's a part of you though that thinks, man, this is a historically good Iowa team, as good as they've been in in 30 years at least, uh, probably since the '87 team, and the best they can do. And again, they had a good season. Sure, lost a few games that you wish they would have won, um, but the best they can do is third place in the Big Ten and a two seed in the tournament. That's really, really good, but I think for I just think it's a good chance to kind of look at what our expectations should be for this program and for this team, um, really for the program more than anything. And John Miller's been talking about this for years about you know I was the sixth or seventh best basketball program in this conference, and so even in a historically good year to to jump up to number one is going to be a really hard thing to do. Uh, might not be a thing that we see again to win the regular season in the Big Ten. So while that's kind of a bummer, uh, it also can can kind of put this season into perspective and say, hey, this team for the most part is, has maxed out. Um, again, everything relies, everything will be judged by how they do 
in the NCAA tournament. But as we sit here today, March 7th, at the end of the regular season, they've maxed out. This is as good as I think anybody could have They've been a top 10 team for the majority of the season. They'll be a top five team heading into the postseason. They went 14-6 and six in the best conference in basketball. They went 20-7 and seven in a weird COVID season where they had some injuries. They played several games without C.J. Frederick, uh, lost Jack Nunzi three games ago, and lost Joe Wieskamp in this one. Uh, to overcome those things, to overcome the, the strangeness of this season, and to do what they've done is remarkable, and it's been fun, and it's something that we should uh, should cherish and relish and enjoy. And I know that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to enjoy this win. I'm going to enjoy this weather. I'm going to enjoy this weekend. And uh, we'll be back this week to talk about Big Ten Tournament, to talk about the wrestling team, to talk about Caitlin Clark getting screwed by the, is it the Naismith or the Wooden Award, whichever one, uh, that she's not on the list of 15 finalists. Come on. Come on. You don't have to give her the award. That's fine. You can give it to the best player on the best team. Whatever. I'm fine with that. Um, she didn't need to win National Player of the Year as a freshman. But to not be on the list, she's leading the country in scoring. And the team isn't awful. And she plays in the Big Ten. This isn't OB Toppin, right? This is a freshman asserting her will on one of the better conferences in women's college basketball. She's had like 12 30-point games. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, anyway, we'll get to all of that as we move forward here. I appreciate you listening. Enjoy this one, Hawkeye fans, and go Hawks.